It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Can Red Zone Robbie be effective against Power 5 competition? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. And thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining us as he does every single Tuesday, Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five. Joining us as we celebrate Charlie Tuesday today. Officially in season, Coach Freeze talked to the media yesterday. We'll touch on some of his comments throughout the show today. But let's talk about who stole the show on Saturday for the Auburn Tigers. And it was Red Zone, Robbie Ashford. And, and the way that they all kind of rotated him in, it was wonderful. It was great. And of course, there was a few timing issues that they needed to figure out. They had a waste of time out, which obviously in a game not against UMass, that'll mean more. And I think that's easy to fix. But Charlie Five, you've talked in the past on how you were against a two quarterback system. Yes. Is what we saw on Saturday, did, did that change your mind at all? Because it certainly changed mine. I'm going to be honest. Um, this is going to be shocking, but I believe that I'm kind of down with Red Zone Robbie. I think I'm kind of down with this. And as in you're into it or is it you're, into you're it. not into I'm, it? I'm into I'm into okay. it. I, I think I'm in. Um and I think it's 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 because I, and I and I don't think I've ever said anything other than Robbie is just incredibly electric with the ball in his hands. And the stress that that puts on a defense not going all the way down the field because when we do that, I mean, we would we would have success, but then we'd screw something up. But if it's just a four or five plays that we can just bam, 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 I mean, he can do that on anybody. People say, what happens when we play a better 
defense. What are they going to be faster? Like, oh, we're just going to have a bunch of four or three guys out there because it doesn't matter how that good. argument that I've seen pop up since Saturday saying he's not going to be able to do it against better teams. And it's like, well, he did it against Alabama last yeah. year. I mean, well, yeah. what what's the argument for that for him not being able to do that? And our offensive line, I think, is going to be able to compete with anybody this season. Yeah, and and look, he he can throw the ball like he can he, and he's and I'm sure that's some stuff yeah. they're going to build around it. So it's not just going to be all run, 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 run. But that dang quarterback sweep play, how do you? I, I it's. It, when you got a guy like him who can run a like a four three four four and he can he can float left and right like he does, I mean, it's 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 something that's super dynamic. Look, selfishly, selfishly, this isn't even anything other than just my taste. I okay. want a three thousand yard passer and I want thirty touchdowns. I like fades. I like I like to see t- touchdown the ball in the air. But this is a very effective way to get. Uh, tough yardage when you have to get it, I, f- I feel like. And it's not just some big, burly running back. It's a dude that is absolutely can fly. Uh, he's the fat, he's faster than any DB just about that's on the going to be on the field, right? Definitely faster than any linebacker. Um, and you know, if if he can, you know, stay healthy and get and be physical. I know he's had a, that oblique strain, which probably hindered him just a little bit. But he did all that injured and had three touchdowns. And I mean, I don't know. I think I mean, I think I'm in on it. I mean, I, I definitely still want to see uh, Thorn in the red zone. I still I want I want to see that. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I don't see a problem with a changeup. And I'll tell you what, it gets fans excited. Yeah. I, I was I was shocked at that. Like. It, the the fans get very excited whenever uh, the crowd gets pumped whenever that package came in and and you know you could feel it in the in the stands and um, you know I was probably and another thing is I was probably swayed because I took Peyton Thorne over two ten on passing uh, on uh, you know uh, you know popped a little bet out there but sure still, but still it was fun to watch there's a lot of things you can do off of it and. Um, I think you just better get used to it, and and I think by the end of the year, I, ho- I hope we're going to learn to really, you know, I think we're going to have some a lot of fun uh, watching that that package, in, you know, you know, in and out. When yeah, I mean whenever. the stress, the stress that it's putting on a defensive coordinator right now. Cal is having to watch Peyton Thorne, and they're having to watch Robbie Ashford, and, and I think just the the amount of real estate. And time that that takes up and you're planning throughout the week when you prepare for an opponent, I think over the course of the week, it adds up. I mean, even if it's 15 to 20 minutes a day, oh. like that's that's a big deal. You're having to devote a session of practice to, you know, when Robbie's in. And there's only so much you can do to simulate that in practice. We talked about that with Auburn preparing for Tyson Pumachan, you know, UMass's quarterback last week. Um, you can't simulate that in practice because they're not just going to put a running back back there because that's not what people do. Some might. We'll see. But I think for Cal, like I don't think Cal's going to be able to stop that. I just don't. No. Um, and I don't think they're going to be able to stop a lot of what Auburn did offensively on Saturday. I think they're going to have a hard time tackling whoever's at running back. Hugh Freeze was asked about Jarquez Hunter. He said no comment, which is on par with how he's handled that situation so far. But Damari Austin looked incredible. Ryan Batty looked really, really good. Um, actually, kind of wish we would have seen more Batty at running back, just honest with you. And then Jeremiah Cobb um, is 
I think he's special. He, he oh, may, yeah. as far as pure talent goes, he may be the most talented running back on this team. He's just young. He's special. His burst is unbelievable, and his balance is so smooth. But I just don't think Cal's going to be able to stop that. And, and I think that's the key to what Auburn's going to have to do against Cal is these long, sustained drives because I think Cal's offense is going gonna, is gonna to stretch Auburn's defense. And so make sure those guys stay, uh, keep them fresh on the sideline is what sure. I'm trying to say. And I think Robbie's a part of that. Obviously, Peyton's a part of that. Uh, the whole offensive unit's a part of that. But I think that's what the game plan is going to be this weekend. I know that they they've said the right things, but both of them, at least on the surface, and I I, I don't know, I, I I believe it. I think they've both embraced this. I think Robbie has embraced his role, uh, and he knows, hey, I know I can probably go out there and score two or three, you know, at least once or twice a game uh, doing this if I, if I if I lock in and I get after it. And then Thorne, what the the pressure that it takes off of you. Um, to have to sort of, um, you know, all have to be like the whole game's on your shoulders. You kind of can, you know, take a breather, let them go, b- pop, bust one in. And uh, I mean, I think they've both sort of embraced it. They both were fired up with each other, uh, high fives, jumping, chest bumps, and every time any either one of them did something good. Yeah, so they want to win. Yeah, they, they want to win. And I think they trust this coaching staff to use this team and this roster. And that the, the gives them the best chance to win. I think that's what it comes down to it. A position group they didn't really use on Saturday. The tight ends. Hmm. Was that on purpose or not? The big debate amongst Auburn fans. We discuss in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Active Wealth Management. Our friend, Ford Stokes, the president, CEO, mastermind behind Active Wealth Management. He wrote this book specifically specifically for you, Annuity360. All you have to do is go to annuity360.net. He will send you this book for free. It's how to get money. It's how to manage your retirement. It's how to keep wealth, sustain wealth, and all these really sophisticated terms and things. He spells it out very plainly for you because he wants you, the Auburn fan, watching to make a lot of money so we can give to On to Victory and get all the yeah. positives that we possibly want. Did you like oh. the Andre Carter this past weekend? Check out Active Wealth Management to get more guys like DeAndre Carter to commit. You know what I'm saying. So head over to activewealth.com to schedule a meeting with Ford or a quick call or check out his book, see what he has to say. It's free, annuity360.net. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. Mm. Bird Dogs, let me tell you what. I wore my Bird Dog shorts this past yesterday. On Labor Day, we're in the pool. I'm wearing my bird dogs. I get out. You know, you stand in the sun for a few minutes before you go inside to to eat what has been prepared on the grill. They dried in like two seconds, Charlie oh. Five. In fact, I got stopped when I was going in. Hold on, you're probably still soaking wet. I'm like, no, no, no. Pat me down. And they're like, oh my gosh. I'm like, wait, you look fantastic wearing these. And I'm like, well, they're bird dogs and you can get some too. All you have to do is head over to, uh, to birddogs.com slash locked on college and enter promo code locked on college at checkout. And right now, you get a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. So that's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you 
Charlie Five, as soon as the game was over and everyone realized Rivaldo Fairweather was not targeted once in the passing game on Saturday, Ooh. despite playing 30 snaps, I mean, it's like he played you know substantial snaps like a starting tight end. The assumption was, oh, they're holding things back. And then Hugh Freeze hinted at that in the postgame presser, which was refreshing. Um, you buy it. You buy that they're holding the tight ends involvement in the passing game for Cal or for Texas A&M or Georgia or somebody down the road. I could see that being a possibility. Like I could, I could see that being a you know a thing. I don't think they're just not going to throw uh, to the tight ends. I think they're too big uh, of a part of the game. But if you think about where Rivaldo is probably going to you know live and dominate, and that's probably in the red zone. And when you go red zone, Robbie, that sort of negates some of the like advantages that that he brings. Um, I, I I do. I think that's going to be may not be tight ends plural, but uh, I, I I definitely still think Rivaldo is going to be a huge part moving forward. I was that was probably the most disappointing, even more so that we that we kind of you didn't have any fades. We did not catch a, t- a fade for a touchdown. Um, mm-hmm. Through some, through some, we got to work on our ball skills at, at receiver. Uh, Thought we had one uh, with uh, hooks early in the game, um, but you know that'll come. That'll come. We throw. We're throwing it vertical, which I love. We're throwing the ball. It's vertical, fantastic. And, mm-hmm. and we throw the we throw the ball vertical with pace. Think about that. It's not when we go fast. We're not just running the ball at the middle. One time, one time it went. We almost went, we went too fast, and we didn't realize that. Um, we had a receiver uncovered and instead of just throwing it directly to him, we sent him deep and he almost made a beautiful catch and he probably should have made it. Yeah. And that was something interesting. Freeze said in his presser yesterday was he pointed out that play and he's like, we didn't know what to do because we haven't really covered that yet. It's like, man, that just kind of shows <laughs> this team's probably still nowhere close to where he wants it to be. Yeah. So many people kind of nitpicked at me yesterday for me saying, that the ceiling for Auburn is still higher than what we saw on Saturday. And it's stuff like that. Like this stuff is just going to get better. And the fact that they were able to do what they did uh, against UMass, I I thought was refreshing because there's so many like pretty big things, not even a bunch of little things, but some big things where it's like, yes, this is going to help you as a football team. And the same people saying that were the same people saying like the people saying, Oh, it's just UMass. Last week they were saying, Oh, UMass is a, tougher season opener than than Auburn originally thought. It's the same people. I went back and looked and it's just, it's fascinating. One thing, circling back to the tight ends, I'm going to read you the snap counts from the tight ends. And this is just not what I expected. Rivaldo had 30, the most of tight ends. I don't think that's surprising. Do you know who was second in total snaps at tight end? I'm pretty sure it was Jake Fromm. No, it was Mike O'Reilly Ducker. Oh, really? Wow. 21. Wow. All right, and then who was third? Jake Fromm. No. Jake Fromm. No, No. Tyler Fromm. It was not Tyler Fromm. Really? It was Brandon Frazier with 17. Wow. Isn't that wild? That is crazy. And then Deal had 12, Fromm had 10, and uh, Camden Etheridge had seven, Grant Hidalgo had six. But that was wild to me. It went Rivaldo, Mike O'Reilly Ducker, Brandon Frazier, and then team captain Luke Deal, wild well, to me. And, and then the one play that you drew up to a tight end was Jet was uh, Tyler Fromm, and he turned himself around three or four times. But um, but still, 
uh, yeah, it was that was that was a weird weird usage. I, I did. I guess I never noticed them because we never targeted them uh, really, other than the yeah. one time. It's all the running game, right? Yeah. So, uh, and that may be a that may be a thing to watch. Like that's who those those guys are the guys we need when we're when we're trying to you know push people around. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I still I'm I'm Rivaldo's coming. Just get ready. There's, yeah. You just can't you can't not you can't not have that guy be a big piece uh, of the offense. I'm with you, especially if you're going to play him for 30 snaps, and then obviously you know it'd be higher if if it was a closer game and the starter stayed in. But if you're going to play him that much, like he's an okay run blocker. I wouldn't say he's good at it. I, I would say he is a fair run blocker. So if you're going to play him that much, you have to use him in the passing game. You have to, or it doesn't make any right. sense. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think it's going to happen. I don't know if it was designed for him to get zero targets and zero catches like some people are alluding to, but I do think that he will be a bigger part of it against Cal this weekend for sure. Zooming out on the the passing game, or I guess specifically the receiving game, like with the wide receivers. I mean, Hugh Freeze has been pretty consistently hard on this wide receiver group publicly yeah. when asked about it. You know, talking about you know not knowing what to do if when a guy was uncovered. And I think that has to do with quarterback as well. Obviously, everybody needs to be on the same page with that. But talking about how the receivers aren't running routes like with you know the intentionality that they should be at this point. I mean, he said that over and over and over again, and he's usually highlighted specific dudes. Like he said that, you know, about Shane hooks and other guys, but he called out the whole room yesterday. And look, these are guys, especially the guys that came from Auburn or that have been at Auburn. Like they haven't been coached to this level. I mean, (laughs) Auburn hasn't developed a receiver in forever, right? No. And, and then, I, I guess these, you know, guys that transferred in were in situations in smaller schools. And so were they getting that, that level of coaching at, a, at an SEC program? Probably not. So it's just interesting to still hear how behind that group is when we talk about, you know, the details that go into running routes and completing a pattern and route trees and things like that. So um, can you clean that up in a week? Can you clean that up in two weeks now that the season's here? I don't, I don't think you can get it perfect. I think you can get it better and develop over the course of the season, but that is a detail that I'm curious to see how Hugh Freeze responds to over the next month. I think some of those things are little things that you can clear up in, in, in a week, and I'll give you an example. So. Yeah. I'll give you an example. The hooks, the fade right at the beginning of it, like maybe the first drive. We threw it up. To, we threw it up to hooks. If you look where that ball lands, it lands almost – on the pylon uh, for the back shoulder, but Hooks was fading that like he was fading the route way too inside. So like he was he he was out of position. He was out of position. That's something that can be corrected. Like hey dude, whenever we're running this route, you get you get too far inside. Like you got to get this. You got to stay. You got to stay outside uh, for for this for this play to work. You can't throw a back shoulder if you're like almost on the hash mark. Like you got to mm-hmm. be. You got to be on the sideline, like little things like that. Um, the the Jay Fair on when he was uncovered. Hey, look, if this, I don't know how you practice. I when you say, hey, we got to have a play for like when they just forget to cover us completely. Like, what we got to have a check for that. Like, uh, what what do you even call that? But but hey, instead of running a go, just like just turn around and stand there, stand there. Yeah, hit you with a quick catch shot. the football. Right. Yeah, we're gonna hit you with a quick shot and then and then get and get upfield. There's little things like that. I, I you. 
you'd be surprised at little things like that that you I feel like could make uh, you can make huge leaps. Those little I'm changes gonna, that that you can make from from one week to that, and we're going to have to have it. Like we're going to have to score with Cal. We're going to have to be able to go up and get balls and win 50-50s. And we got – I mean, we're going to have to throw it because I think, you know, I think they're going to be able to score. Yeah, I, I do too. I do too. And these numbers aren't perfect because we're really basing them off of a half, not a full game sure. when I read these off. But these are who – these are how the targets were spread out, which were 24 passes. Jay Fair was targeted six times. Shane Hooks was targeted six times. So that's literally half were spread across those two guys. Yep. I'm not saying they don't deserve it. I just think it's interesting. Javaris Johnson was targeted four times. And then Caleb Burton was targeted two times. Malcolm Johnson Jr. was targeted two times. But those, those times were irrelevant because that was like at the end of the game with the third team was in. But still, great throws by Holden to Malcolm. We'll see. Both what. unbelievable catches. That's uh, yeah, I mean, he looked – and I thought he's looked great anytime I saw him in fall camp. It seemed like he was always kind of catching good stuff. So good for him. And then Tyler Fromm was targeted once, Amari Kelly, Damari Austin, Camden Brown, all those guys were targeted once, according to PFF. So it's, it's just interesting. And that number will go up, I think, on Saturday because the starting offense will stay in longer. But I am curious to see what the market share of targets looks like. Like, do you think, let's say the total number of passes goes up to 30? I think I'm yeah. going to run it a lot on Saturday. So let's say 30. Do you think over half of the targets are still to Jay Fair, Shane Hooks, and Javarius Johnson? Do no. they get 15 I, as a group? No, I, and, and I think you're going to – because I think the running backs, we didn't get we didn't get hardly any of the running backs involved. Um, it, early in the game, we threw yeah. one screen to Austin, and if he catches it cleanly, he probably scores. He kind of bobbled it a little bit and lost a lot of uh, momentum moving forward. But, no, I think – I think you're going to see the running backs, the tight ends get uh, get a lot more involved. I mean, that's what the freeze offense is, or freeze and and freeze and Montgomery slash whatever. Uh, yeah, I got you. Offense. That's that's what they do. That's what they do. They get the ball out all over the place. Um, I, the more and more I really go back and think about that game, like it, there was. They showed almost. No, I feel like they showed. Like you still don't really have a good idea. I feel like of the Auburn offense, what the identity is really going yeah. to be. And I think – but they were still efficient in doing that. So that that to me is like the most – like you, you can't accomplish a better goal than that uh, week one. And some of the stats – think about this too. Some of the stats are, are, are skewed because, hey, we had a sack fumble, a strip uh, on, on the plus side of the field. Uh, we had a pick six that probably – made the starters lose another series. You know what I mean? Like that that probably mm -hmm. took another series away from the starters. So true. Just a lot a lot of stuff like that. Um punt return, a great punt return that mm -hmm. that uh you know immediately we went into the red zone offense and scored, you know, I think pretty close uh shortly after that. Like that kind of stuff that you know hurt the pretty the pretty stats, the yeah. pretty box score. But um no, I, I, I'm, I'm expecting I'm expecting a lot of dudes to touch the ball I, I, and throw it tw 25 to 30 times and, and 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 have to go up and down the field. Yeah. Has our opinion changed on this Auburn-Cal matchup? We discussed in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Charlie Five, Auburn currently a six-and-a-half-point favorite mm. over Cal. Um 
courtesy of our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. And you can get ready for the NFL season as well as the college football season. With all of these deals from FanDuel right now, new customers can bet $5 at FanDuel. You get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now's the best time to join FanDuel. The app's easy to use, so head over to FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Charlie Five, I just think the the overall thoughts in Saturday night's matchup is, and I said this going into UMass, that the Auburn-UMass matchup it was never about UMass. It was always about Auburn. And I think it's the same thing about Saturday. And look, I, I think I think Cal did a good job putting up a lot of points against North Texas, but they should. In the same way Auburn should destroy UMass, any Power 5 team should destroy North Texas. No offense to Jair Shorter and Larry Nixon, but it's just this is why they left. That's why they came here. I mean, that's why they got dump trucked because we took their best players. You that's know? right. That's it. That's it. So I, I think, I think when you look at these two rosters, Auburn's is clearly the better one. Sure. This is all about how Auburn handles off the field stuff in regards to travel, and you're playing at midnight. It feels like, and it's a prime time game for Cal. And just line up and beat them again. Line up and play football and don't beat yourself. And Auburn will win on Saturday. And they'll cover the six-and-a-half-point spread. And I think it'll be an impressive win when it's all said and done. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. I think if the uh, uh, if the total is under uh, anything under 57 points, pound it. Because I think there's going to be a lot of points. I think points it's 52-and-a-half. Oh, pound that over. Uh, get on FanDuel and pound that over. But anyway, uh, I think I, I am concerned. One thing about that game, their game, that was concerning was their yards per carry. It was, it was like ten, I think, or something. It was something crazy. Fifty four and a half. My apologies. I'm still taking the over on that. Yeah, still take the over. Um, that they they running teams that can run the ball physical. I think we possibly could have some, prob probably have some issues with. I think yeah. it, you know I, we have the big uh, defensive lineman that can that can you know eat up blocks. I don't know that we have the linebackers right now that uh, are multiple of them that can uh, run free and, and make those plays and fill those gaps. So, do you think Eugene Asante should be starting at linebacker now? He was the most, by far, the most impressive. Like it wasn't the gap close. was pretty, pretty yeah. dramatic to me. No, I honestly didn't even realize that um, uh, that Keys missed a bunch of the game because I never noticed him, you know, in the start of the game at the start mm -hmm. of the game. And Larry Nixon made a few plays, um, but I, I didn't notice. I really don't even a uh, cam Riley. I never really noticed him make, make a, a tackle at all. 
but Asante was 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 visible. He was visible, and he was. I love him. He may be all we have. He may be the only like real, you know, go getter guy that we have at linebacker. So mm -hmm. um, I could see I could see us having some issues stopping the run early. May have to um, you know drop safeties down. Then what happens? Like are are, are they able to th you know throw it on us? So. Uh, I think it'll be a little bit of filling filling it out early. It may be back and forth early, and hopefully, you know, we create a turnover or, or something, you know, and can pull away, win by two scores late. But uh, it's definitely made me the de the defensive part of it and, and running and, and our run stopping defense. It's not a, it was not a like a like a drummed up uh, deal. Like you know, it, it's a thing. Like there there there's a weakness yeah. there. So. Um, how does that play out? I don't think we're going to have any issues scoring, you know, uh, moving. I the think ball. it's going to be fireworks for yeah. sure. I, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Charlie five. How can people check out everything you've got going on, buddy? Absolutely. Find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five and the locked on Auburn discord every single day. Uh, AuburnLive.com, the corner message board or weekly on the dad bod golf pot. Find all my written work at AuburnDaily.com. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're watching, on YouTube means a ton, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.